0: This episode is brought to you by me. Seriously though, I'm not big on promoting stuff that I don't personally use and believe in, so instead, I'm going to just quickly tell you about something of mine. Specifically, my fitness book for women, Thinner, Leaner, Stronger. Now, this book has sold over 150,000 copies in the last several years, and it has helped thousands of women build their best bodies ever, which is why it currently has over 1,200 reviews on Amazon with a four and a half star average. So if you wanna know the biggest lies and myths that keep women from ever achieving the lean, sexy, strong, and healthy bodies they truly desire, and if you wanna learn The simple science of building the ultimate female body, then you want to read Thinner, Leaner, Stronger today, which you can find on all major online retailers like Audible, Amazon, iTunes, Kobo, and Google Play. Now, speaking of Audible, I should also mention that you can actually get the audiobook 100% free when you sign up for an Audible account, which I highly recommend that you do if you're not currently listening to audiobooks. I myself love them because they let me make the time that I spend doing things like commuting, prepping food, walking my dog, and so forth into more valuable and productive activities. So if you want to take Audible up on this offer and get my book for free, simply go to www.bitly.com www.bitly, slash free TLS book. And that will take you to audible. And then you just have to click the sign up today and save button, create your account and voila, you get to listen to thinner, leaner, stronger for free. Alrighty. That is enough shameless plugging for now. At least let's get to the show. Hey Mike Matthews here from Muscle for Life and Legion Athletics and in this video podcast we're going to talk about the easiest cardio workout you can do that actually works. So if you are sick of doing cardio that makes you sick and if you want to know how to lose fat and get fitter the quote-unquote easy way then this is for you. And even better, you're not going to need any special equipment, gadgets, or skills for this. You're not going to need to track your heart rate or time your intervals or log your miles. And you're going to do something that you've been doing your entire life. Now I'm talking about walking of course, walking is the easiest cardio workout that you can do. That does work. And while walking is no high intensity interval training, as far as fat burning goes, as far as effectiveness goes, it does deserve more attention than it generally gets. And the reason why is walking is a great way to burn more energy and thus burn more fat without placing any stress on the body without impacting your recovery from your more intense workouts so for example a study conducted by scientists at california state university with college-aged men and women found that the subjects that ran a 10-minute mile burned around 190 calories That's pretty good right you run two or three miles you burn 400 to 600 calories now subjects that walked a 19 minute mile which is a brisk walk it's not power walking it's not shuffling your feet but it's walking with some intention they burned fewer calories than the people that ran the 10 minute mile of course but not as few as you might think they burned about 111 calories Now, of course, that's not going to move the weight loss or the fat loss needle like high intensity interval training, but if you do that several times per week, it can definitely add up. Furthermore, research shows that walking just a few miles per week is enough to significantly reduce the risk of heart disease and all cause mortality, which of course is death from any and all causes. So let's do some simple math to put this in perspective. If you walk for an hour, you're going to burn, let's say, somewhere around 300 calories. It might be a bit higher, but we we will be conservative in, say, 300 calories per hour of walking. And if you were to walk three to four hours per week while you were cutting, that's an additional thousand-ish calories per week burned. That's pretty significant. That's 4,000 calories per month, which is going to be an additional one half to probably three quarters of a pound of fat loss per month. This is also something to keep in mind when you are traveling or when you're on a holiday and you're going to be eating a lot more food than usual. If you can walk for a few hours per day, you can buy yourself a lot of calories that you can eat, so to speak. Again, a few hours of walking is an additional thousand calories that you can eat just to stay at maintenance. Now when I'm traveling or on a holiday and I'm going to be eating uh, a lot more food than I usually eat and just kind of eating at restaurants and who knows what's really in the food, Uh, I like to combine that with skipping breakfast, intermittent fasting basically. So I'll skip breakfast. I'll usually limit myself to one large meal per day. Two large meals can be tough depending on how large they are. You can eat a lot, at least I can eat a lot of calories in one meal. I can easily eat two to three calories, two to 3,000 calories in one meal. So, what I like to do is limit myself to just one of those meals per day. I'll skip breakfast. And if the big meal is lunch, then fine, it's lunch and my dinner's gonna be smaller, but it's usually the dinners. Dinners are usually the big ones. So, skip breakfast do a bunch of walking, as much walking as I can throughout the day, have a a small lunch, usually just a high protein lunch, simple, have a high protein snack somewhere in the, in the afternoon, and then come into dinner with a lot of calories that I can eat just to reach my TDEE. You see my BMR is about, my basal metabolic rate is about 2,200 calories. So you take that, you add, let's say another 1,000 calories on top of that for walking and another couple hundred calories on top of that for other physical activity. So I'm at about 3,500 calories burned for the day. And sometimes I also do workouts as well. I don't work out as consistently, when I'm when I'm on the road, if I'm on holiday, then I do here when I'm at home. But I usually will get in two or three resistance training workouts in the week as well. So if I'm also doing a resistance training workout, you can add another three to four hundred, possibly even five hundred calories burned on top of that. So on a low day I'm looking at around thirty five hundred calories burned on a high day probably upward of four thousand, which means I can go into those dinners or the lunches, I can go into those large meals with a lot of calories that I can eat just to hit maintenance, usually 2,500 to 3,000 calories in that one meal. And that's plenty for me. I don't know about you, but that's plenty for me. I can eat that many calories very easily, but that's very satisfactory to me. That means that I get to eat an appetizer or two that I wanna eat, eat an entree that I wanna eat and have some dessert and really have no consequences in terms of fat gain. Hey, before we continue, if you like what I'm doing here on the podcast and elsewhere, and if you wanna help me help more people get into the best shape of their lives, please do consider picking up one of my best-selling health and fitness books. My most popular ones are Bigger, Leaner, Stronger for Men, Thinner, Leaner, Stronger for Women, my flexible dieting cookbook, The Shredded Chef, and my 100% practical hands-on blueprint for for Personal Transformation, The Little Black Book of Workout Motivation. Now these books have sold well over 1 million copies and have helped thousands of people build their best body ever. And you can find them anywhere online where you can buy books like Amazon, Audible, iTunes, Kobo and Google Play, as well as in select Barnes and Noble stores. So again, that is Bigger, Leaner, Stronger for Men Thinner, Leaner, Stronger for Women, The Shredded Chef, and The Little Black Book of Workout Motivation. Oh, and one other thing is you can get any one of those audiobooks 100% free when you sign up for an Audible account, and that's a great way to make those pockets of downtime like commuting, meal prepping, and cleaning more interesting, entertaining, and productive. Now, if you want to take Audible up on that offer and get one of my audiobooks for free, just go to Legion Athletic com/slash/audible and sign up for your account furthermore walking has other benefits as well and I'm gonna bring this back into the context of cutting and body composition because when you're cutting one of the things that you need to keep an eye on is stress levels on the body which manifests physiologically in various ways including cortisol. So cortisol is your body's stress hormone. The higher stress levels are, the higher your cortisol levels are. And while acute spikes in cortisol can be good, like when you work out, your cortisol levels spike acutely. We want that chronically elevated cortisol levels bad. Now, when you're cutting, the primary ways you control physical stress levels and cortisol levels are regulating how many calories you eat and how much exercise you do and how intense that exercise is. Now many people of course make the mistake of eating far too little, exercising far too much and especially doing far too much intense exercise. For example, I often hear from women who are told to eat anywhere from 800 to 1200 calories per day sometimes with far too little protein, often with far too little carbohydrate and to do a lot of rigorous exercise on top of it, four to six intense weightlifting workouts per week. In addition to one to two hours of cardio per day, with some of those workouts being high intensity interval, of course, not two hours, but anywhere from 45 to 75 minute high intensity interval. Interval workouts and that is a recipe for disaster. It's a recipe for feeling like shit for being very hungry all the time struggling with cravings and ultimately running into serious symptoms related to overtraining and that's why I pretty much always recommend a more moderate approach of an aggressive but not reckless calorie deficit of about 25% and if that's too much dialing it down to 20% and doing no more than four to six hours hours of weightlifting per week, and no more than one to two hours of high intensity interval cardio per week, or three to four hours of very low intensity cardio per week, like walking. And I particularly like walking because unlike many forms of exercise, it places very little stress on the body. In fact, research shows that walking can even counteract the effects of stress and reduce cortisol levels, which is going to make for a better all-around cutting experience. And studies show that this is especially true if you go walk in nature, that walking in nature, surrounded by nature, has a particularly calming effect on the body, which is interesting. Now another thing i like about walking is that it minimally impacts muscle gain and studies show that cardiovascular exercise does directly impair muscle and strength gain to one degree or another there is an interference effect and the magnitude of this effect depends on how much cardio you are doing what types of cardio you are doing and when you are doing it but it is there in all cases For example, studies show that running clearly impairs muscle and strength gain, while cycling and rowing, not so much. Now, there are two likely reasons for this. One is that cardiovascular exercise that mimics the biomechanical movement of a muscle building exercise, like a squat in the case of cycling or a row, like a dumbbell row or a barbell row or a cable row in the case of rowing. Involves and trains the same muscles now. I don't want to go too deep into the physiological weeds here But how this basically works is by doing cardiovascular exercise You are improving your body's ability to generate energy aerobically of course with oxygen Whereas when you're doing a heavy or intense weightlifting session, you're relying more on your anaerobic energy system without energy That said, when you are lifting weights, a portion of that energy still is being provided by your body's aerobic system. So by doing cardiovascular exercise, especially the cardiovascular exercise that trains the same muscles that you are training in your weightlifting workouts, you are improving those muscles aerobic capabilities, which will translate into better weightlifting performance. Now, the second reason why certain forms of cardio like cycling and rowing don't interfere with muscle and strengthening as much as others like running has to do with impact. Lower impact cardio doesn't cut into your post-workout recovery in the same way that higher impact cardio does. So again, in the case of cycling and rowing, and of course in walking and swimming is another good one as well. You have very little tissue damage that results from these workouts, which means less tissue needs to be repaired on top of all the tissue needs to be repaired from your resistance training workouts. Another thing I like about walking is that it preferentially burns body fat. So while walking may not burn that many calories, studies show that the calories that does burn come primarily from our fat stores. And just so you understand why, when you exercise, you burn both carbohydrate and fat. So you burn glucose if it's available, if you've eaten food before you worked out, eaten carbohydrate in particular before you've worked out, if it's not available... If you're training in a fasted state, then the form of carbohydrate is going to be glycogen, which is stored in the muscles and in the liver. And then you have body fat. That's the other source of energy. That's also what is burned when we are exercising. Now, the proportion of carbohydrate to fat burning changes based on the intensity of the exercise. So lower intensity exercise, exercise that is primarily aerobic results in a lot of fat burning, whereas high intensity exercise, exercise that is... uh, involves a lot of anaerobic activity is going to result in a lot of carbohydrate burning. This by the way, is why some people say that low intensity exercise is generally more effective for losing fat than high intensity exercise, that low intensity cardio is better than high intensity cardio. Uh, and or high intensity weightlifting and those people are mostly wrong if you want to read about that click on the link to the high intensity interval training article down in the description below and if you're listening head over to legionathletics.com and search for interval and check out the article that I wrote on it. All you really need to know for this discussion is if you want to lose fat as quickly as possible, then you want to do as much high intensity interval training as possible. However, you can only do so much because even if you do something like rowing or cycling, it's still stressful in the body. It's more stressful than, than walking, of course. And if you want to augment your fat loss with as little added stress to the body, that's what walking is for. And I should also mention that if you want to maximize the fat burning benefits from your walking, then I recommend you walk in a fasted state and you combine it with a few supplements, namely caffeine, synephrine, and yohimine. If you want to learn why, click the link to the article in the description down below on fasted training, or if you're, li- if you're listening, head over to legionathletics.com and search for fasted and check out that article. Hey there, it is Mike again. I hope you enjoyed this episode and found it interesting and helpful. And if you did and don't mind doing me a favor and wanna help me make this the most popular health and fitness podcast on the internet, then please leave a quick review of it on iTunes or wherever you're listening from. This not only convinces people that they should check the show out, it also increases its search visibility and thus helps more people find their way to me and learn how to build their best bodies ever too. And of course, if you want to be notified when the next episode goes live, then just subscribe to the podcast and you won't miss out on any of the new goodies. Lastly, if you didn't like something about the show, then definitely shoot me an email at Mike at MuscleForLife.com and share your thoughts on how you think it could be better. I read everything myself and I'm always looking for constructive feedback, so please do reach out. All right, that's it. Thanks again for listening to this episode and I hope to hear from you soon. And lastly, this episode is brought to you by me. Seriously though, I'm not big on promoting stuff that I don't personally use and believe in, so instead, I'm going to just quickly tell you about something of mine. Specifically, my fitness book for women, Thinner, Leaner, Stronger. Now, this book has sold over 150,000 copies in the last several years, and it has helped thousands of women build their best bodies ever, which is why it currently has over 1,200 reviews on Amazon with a four and a half star average. So if you wanna know the biggest lies and myths that keep women from ever achieving the lean, sexy, strong, and healthy bodies they truly desire, and if you want to learn the simple science of building the ultimate female body, then you want to read Thinner, Leaner, Stronger today, which you can find on all major online retailers like Audible, Amazon, iTunes, Kobo and Google Play. Now, speaking of Audible, I should also mention that you can actually get the audiobook 100% free when you sign up for an Audible account. Which I highly recommend that you do if you're not currently listening to audiobooks. I myself love them because they let me make the time that I spend doing things like commuting, prepping food, walking my dog, and so forth into more valuable and productive activities. So if you want to take Audible up on this offer and get my book for free, simply go to www.bitly, B I T L Y dot com slash free T L -S 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 S book and that will take you to audible and then you just have to click the sign up today and save button create your account and voila you get to listen to thinner leaner stronger for free